Ebony Salmon, Rhiannon Bailey. It's Just Do More with the Protein Works. How are we? I'm good, thank you. So I was just going to say, I don't really know a lot about football, so I think I'm going to learn a lot today. <laughs> well, it is, it's certainly a growing game at the moment, and with Corona hopefully easing up a bit, okay. we're starting to see more on the on the telly and seasons and doors back open everywhere, which is a... Which is always a good thing. Uh, how, Ebony, let's start with yourself. How have you found Corona and coming out of this, first of all? I mean, it's obviously been very challenging. And at the start, it was kind of like not knowing what to expect or anything like that. So that was quite tough. But I think as it went on, it kind of got a lot easier to deal with. And obviously now being back, the season's starting again. Yeah, it's a lot better. And I think for a lot of people, it's kind of been like a blessing in disguise because it's given them, um, especially me, it's given me like time to work on myself and the things that I needed to work on that we probably wouldn't have got as much time in a normal pre-season. Um, yeah, so we got given like programmes, but there wasn't really much we could do because obviously we were having to train on our own. So we couldn't do anything like ball work with other people. So any ball work we did was individual. And so I think it was mainly focused on running and just keeping as fit as possible, really, to go back into training whenever we were going to go back in, which at that time we didn't know when it was going to be. So now you're like a massive improvement in like the whole team itself, or is it a bit more like you feel like closer together now? than you ever have been before in a very ironic way. I, I think so, yeah, because I think when people came back, like people were like buzzing to come back. Not that we aren't normally, but I just think when we eventually came back together, like people couldn't wait to get back together. And obviously we hadn't seen each other for so long, so it was kind of like different to like how it would normally be, yeah. Oh, and like, how is it actually playing at the moment? Like that crowd, that hard? Like that must be so hard motivating-wise and just like the whole atmosphere, like just drive yourself and create that kind of buzz yeah it, it's very weird to be honest like because i think this is probably the first time that any of us have ever played without fans whether it's at grassroots when it's your parents there or like fans of the club or whatever it is so it's very different but for us we're all just buzzing to be back playing football the season starting again because we obviously didn't know when that was going to happen if it was going to happen anytime soon so as much as it is frustrating without the fans we're just glad to be back out there playing can I can I ask Ebony? Was it was it a worry when they started talking about football being, you know, training training training's back open, but it was all a bit different. You know, a lot of clubs were doing this kind of half a team in for the first half of the week, this, the other half of the team in the second half of the week, trying to find ways to break it up and stuff. There's obviously not a vaccine or anything yet, and a lot of footballers we saw on social media saying they felt like almost like guinea pigs, if you like. Did you yeah. feel like that, or did any of your teammates? I mean, it was a bit weird at the start because we were obviously getting told that it was going to be like this, always hearing like on the news that there wouldn't going to be able to be any fans or we'd have to like you'd have to be in small groups. But I think until we actually got back in, you didn't realise how it was going to be. And I think when when we actually got back to it after kind of a week, it kind of just became routine. So you got used to it like very quickly. And I think now like as like you move in like the phases and the stages, like it seemed to move quite quick. So you never really got used to like the kind of the differences what like what the differences were and when you get out there and the, and the whistle goes is it just a game of football then and as yeah. much as you want to rely on the fans and everything else that you've got a focus there in front of you yeah I think as much as it's obviously good having the fans there the atmosphere it creates I think at the end of the day like we're there to play football and we're still being able to do that so that's the most important thing for us that's amazing though isn't it like it's crazy what we've gone through you have to think back like 
wow, it's only like a few months ago that you couldn't even go out and say hello to another person and look at you now. And even presenters coming back, it's just so motivating in itself just seeing that happen. So do you think like, I suppose what you've already said, like in future games to come, you appreciate the sport so much more, I'm assuming, than you ever have before. Do you find like, because like we were talking earlier, have you had any injuries? Have you had anything that's kind of like worried you in a different way? And do you think this experience has helped you in the long run? Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy, to be honest, how it's all happened. But I just think, like, for me, like, I didn't have any injuries, so I would have come back into a normal pre-season and trained normally with the team. But I think there, there was a few t- girls in my team, anyway, that were injured. So, like, lockdown for them probably was good because it gave them longer to focus on themselves without actually missing out on anything that the rest of the team would have been doing. But I think it definitely makes you appreciate the game more after realising, kind of like, we've never had to realise before what it's like without it. Whereas now we've had to realise that it definitely makes you appreciate it more, yeah. Absolutely, because it's such like a short, like, you can't predict injury, you can't predict coronavirus. It's the same sort of thing. Like, it's yeah. so last minute just happens, you just have to accept it and then deal with the situation afterwards. Yeah. But no, that's that sounds really interesting to like say how much you appreciate it more. Your mindset changes, which I think is probably. Do you agree that it's a bit more than the actual sport itself? Everything that happens, like when whether if your mind's not right before a game, that's it determines how successful it is. You do yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any like top tips before a game that you do for yourself, whether it be mindset, whether it be physical, to ensure you do the game? Anything that you recommend? Personally, there's not anything like specific that I do before every game, but I think like you've just got to really get yourself in the zone. Obviously, we know what we're there to do. We're not just doing it for fun anymore. Like it is our job, it is professional. So we, I think you've just got to get yourself in the zone. However, you do that best. It will be different for every person, and you've just got to focus for the whole time you're there. Do any of your teammates have any superstitions, like left foot, left sock on first, or you know, yeah, you, you can't play if they've not used, I don't know, used a certain kind of pre-workout before the game or they can't they can't play if they've, if they've not put the boots on the right order or, or whatever. Just just weird little kicks. Have you ever seen any of those? I have seen a few people like putting one left boot on before the right boot or, whatever, or eating a certain thing before the game or listening to a certain song before they go out or stuff like that. <laughs> Has it made any difference? <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you tell us any or are you not allowed to name names? Right to be honest, right now I can't actually think. Obviously, this team, like at the moment, it's all a bit weird because like the changing room situations is all different. So it's kind of like yeah. whatever people do, you you can't really you're not really noticing at the moment because it's all a bit different. Yeah, it's kind of just like so when we're it's kind of like that the away team gets priority. So the away team gets like both the home and away changing room so that they can like split between the two so we can so we're able to social distance. Right, I get you. Yeah, yeah. How does that work for you guys? Where do you go? Uh, the, so we're just in like it's kind of like another. It's like another changing room, but it's just like so. Like certain facilities will obviously have more than two, and if that's the case, the home team can use the other one. But if not, then the home team just has to make do with whatever they can. That makes sense. Yeah. On an outsider, really, like when did you start to? realize that football was going to be your career when it was when was that turning point that you realized it wasn't just a game it's now your job yeah so like i started playing football when i was around like six or seven years old so obviously back then i was just doing it for fun and i think as i was growing up like the women's game was getting bigger and bigger like every year but 
I played for a boys team from up until like the age of 14. So for me, up until that point, it was never going to be a job because I was just playing with boys, playing for fun. And then I joined an academy when I was 14 or 15. And I think that's when I started realising that like, not that it could be a job, but it could be something more than what I was doing at that point. And then I think like when I when I started playing senior football and I was getting chances in the first team, I think that's when I actually realised that it could be like an actual career and a job rather than just fun or something like like I like to do. Was there a bit of a worry then? Because you've you've mentioned like your your career and the women's game growing as a whole. That Corona's kind of come at a time at the beginning of Corona. Are you maybe inside a little bit panicky, a little bit worrying because the women's game is on the rise massively. Your career's on the up. You know, we were having a look at your stats before. They're amazing. And you think both of these things are on the rise. You're you're on the crest of a wave, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, a big, massive pause button's just come and been hit. Are you a bit worried at that point? Yeah, I think it was a bit worrying at the start. But then I think for me, like, I kind of just looked at it as if, like, it's not just on a pause for me. Like, it's it's on a pause for everyone who's involved. So it's not like I'm going like this and everyone else is going up. It's kind of like everyone came to a halt kind of sort of thing like mm. that yeah it's not just yourself and everyone else even other sports teams yeah gosh i just because my friend who plays for rugby he said it's just such a like a like you say you know the whole like, state feel of the whole place you go in it's nothing massive i'm drowning you yeah. come up you're like oh yeah. okay it's just like a training game like what's the yeah. difference <laughs> I just don't understand how you can't like. I don't know. I think it's amazing how you can still give that give that motivation yourself to be able to not like feed off the or do you feed off the stadium or not really? Sorry, the stadium like everyone like cheering on or do you kind of blank that out as your way of focus anyway? Do you know what I mean? I think for me, like obviously you know they're there and you know they're supporting you and you can hear the noise, but I think. For, for me anyway, like, I'm just in the game. So I'm not even think. Maybe when, like, the ball goes out of play, you'll, like, realise where you are and how many people yeah. are there. I think when you're actually playing, it's kind of like you're just in the game and whether there's people there or not, you kind of do the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. What's your, what's your most amazing experience so far in the world of football? Is that quite hard to say? Um, There's been quite a few moments, yeah, but I'd say one of the main ones was probably when... Uh, at the under 17s Euros because I was captain for like for some of the games in that and um I scored a hat trick in one of the games when I was captain and that got us like out of the group stage. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like that was a big moment for me. Wow. That's incredible. Do you know we you know we 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 know we, like we, like I said we were looking over the stats we've been what watching the game grow and world cups and tournaments and things like that in in recent years. Yeah. I'm not just saying this because you're here now. The game, the women's game is is going national. It's going international. It's growing and growing and growing. The next generations further down the line, you know, our kids, their kids, they will start growing up having women's football heroes, the same that a lot of, you know, that, that lads have done for generations. Yeah. Without wanting to get big-headed or whatever else, we're not blowing any trumpets, your name could be the name that they see. You're playing for the England teams you're, you're playing in the women's super league you're scoring these goals in years to come kids kids are going to be do you, do you remember Emberdeen Salmon do you remember do you know and they're going to be looking back at your career do you think that's do you think that's a real possibility though I mean it's true it's someone has to it has to be someone and you're in the right place yeah obviously like 
I think I know, I think other people obviously know as well, like it's definitely possible. And I think that's one thing that kind of pushes me to like work harder and do more. Cause I think like that's somewhere that obviously you want to be, and that's, you want to be one of those people that the little girls look up to and they want to like be like her, play like her. But I think, again, I think like, I've just got to keep doing what I can, keep working hard, and that will just come with performances and like what I do. Like it's not some, it's something that you've got to work for, I guess. You should start writing books. You never know; you might sell it for millions. <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst drill on the training ground? What's the What's the one that you just you're not having any of? Mm, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I don't really like heading the ball, so anything to do with that. <laughs> 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 they maybe when I do you is have it, any like Rhiannon? I know you do loads. You you do way, you guys do way more fitness than I do. Um, I did a bit around the park. I did a bit. I did a bit. I went for a jog this morning. I'm all good. But uh, do do you have any that you just think oh, I just can't do it? I just cannot do them. More the feeling before you do it. It's like right. I've got to do all this, and then once you start, you're right. It's the feeling, the daunting feeling, and what you have to achieve in the next 45 or an hour of like a session, whatever it is. But then afterwards it's like, ah, that was easy. That's fine. That's good. But it's just, yeah, I'd say beforehand. Do you find that as well? How long are your training sessions? What's your day like actually? At the moment, I'm assuming it's very different. The sense of like you go in and you're, you go in small groups and then you kind of like go quickly. So it's quite like chop and change. I know that a girl who does hockey, she does that at the moment in the sense of, yeah, like when we first went back in, it it was in small groups, but like it's gradually like progressed, and now we're in in like full team. But it is a lot different. So it's like you go in, drop your bags in the change room. You have to go straight out. Like you're not allowed to stay in the change rooms, get changed or anything like that. Then straight out to training, and then obviously like we don't have lunch there anymore. So it's like you just go after training. Yeah, well, like we have like we'll bring our own food or we'll have like protein shakes in between training and gym but not like how it used to be like in the canteen and all that so then like straight near enough straight after training we'll go into the gym obviously like in the gym we've got to wear our masks we all have to be in like our own stations and that then wow. like, as soon as you've done your gym you just got to leave the, like the training ground like there's no hanging around or anything like there used to have been really random but i'm always very intrigued what's your morning routine just out of interest, what would you say is your typical morning routine for training or even after training when you do your stuff? So I'll wake up, go in the shower, make my breakfast, and then depending right. on, hold on, pause. What do you have for breakfast? Normally I'll have poached eggs on toast. Woo! That's <laughs> nice. Do you have any chili flakes on there? A bit of salt and pepper? <laughs> yeah, a bit of salt and pepper. <laughs> I don't know. This is you're an you're an England women's Super League player. That's that's too normal for me. I wanted to hear something absolutely outrageous. <laughs> getting up and getting a shower with some breakfast. That's what I do. But <laughs> I, I what time do you get up? What's the standard? Mm, it depends what time we're in, but normally around like half eight, kind of around then. Yeah, not too early. So, Chris, you could be a Super League player. You're the same routine. You're doing all the right things. Give it time. I'm, I'm Ebony. I'm going to follow your advice though, because uh, I'm already halfway down that path. <laughs> well, how many, how many how many packs of biscuits do you allow yourself every evening when you're watching Netflix? Yeah, I can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> What's your typical? Like, how do you relax? What's your go-to relax kind of? Just chill, watch Netflix. That's it, really. 
That's what literally everyone's been doing during quarantine. Oh, no. What have you been doing today? <laughs> What's that series? Um, it's blown up. What series would you recommend that of interest? I'm up for a new one. What was I watching? Um, I've just I've just finished The Fall, actually, on Netflix. I've heard good things about The Fall. Yeah, that is good, to be honest. That's the one I've just finished. That was the talk of The Office last week. I've just was finished it? Ozark. Oh, I watched that. So good. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But it's so annoying that series have another series to go. Do you know what I mean? You have to wait in your ending. Yeah. That's the annoying part of the series. I don't like it. I don't like it when they when you finish a series and it says it's coming back in like two years' time. I know. I could, I could be a completely different person in two years' time. I'll have something else going on in two years. I hate it. <laughs> no, it's true. So so Ebony, let's let's move let's move back towards the, the kind of football narrative. Where where do you I mean, your your career is is already achieved so much at such a young age. But where do you see yourself when the next series of whatever comes out in two years? Do you want to be do you want to be kind of um, grabbing a hold of, of of a shirt in the you know in the England squad regular? I guess that's the aim. But do you have I don't know other 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 women that have gone on in the game? Do you want to follow their careers? Do you want to set your own path? What what goals do you have? Yeah, I guess that's always been the aim. But I think for me, like. I'm still quite young within the women's game. So for me, I've just got to keep like working hard, um, improving the things that I know I need to improve on. And I think those those things will come with it. So I think for me, like I try not to look, obviously it's good to set goals and that, but I try not to look too far ahead because for me, I've still got like a long way to go. Mm-hmm. How old are people on average? In the team? Yeah. In your football team? To be fair, my team's quite young on average, but I think I'd say like the average age is probably like 23, maybe. That's quite nice to see that bubble, though. Everyone's kind of in the same mindset. Everyone's got their own little, I don't know, everyone's in the same part of their life. Mm, yeah. So that like, motivated for each other, I guess. But it is true. It is not like, do you have any aspirations of what you do after football? Was that ever thought about? Or is it the now that you think about? I mean, it's always something that you think about, but then again, I just think. Like for me anyway, I just prefer to focus on now and what I'm doing, and that's obviously football and getting as far as I can in football and doing as much as I can. I was saying that everyone says you have to be in the now, be in the present, all this kind of stuff, and that's so hard to do. But you make it sound so easy. You're just like, yeah, just think about now, and I'm just thinking about what I'm doing in this game, what I'm doing today, what I'm doing in training. But I would, I find that so hard. I think it's like because you, if you're an aspiring or like you're you're always wanting more and in the best way possible because obviously you want, as you know, you have so many aspirations. How do you just think about the now and not think about what's to come? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a very positive thing to be able to do so easily. But I was like, give me some advice because I find that so hard. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's kind of like obviously you always think about in the future and what's to come, but. And then I just think, like, in general, for me, it's kind of like I can't really change any of that right now. I can't really, like, affect any of that right now. The only thing that I can affect is, like, what is happening now. So, for me, if I focus on that, then I can get the best out of myself in that situation. Without without putting the frighteners on, then, like, do you, is it ever in the back of your mind? I mean, maybe not at such a young age. I, I reckon if you speak to some of the older pros who've, who've been around the block a little bit in both the women's and the men's game... If you say to him, like, does it never just sit in the back of your mind? What if a leg break comes? Do you know what I mean? What What if your cruise ship happens? Like, what happens then? Does that, or do you just not? 
No, uh, it is definitely in the back of your mind, and some maybe some days you will think about it, especially like when you see it happen to someone else. But I think, like like I said, like at the end of the day, that's not something that you can control, like, and it's not mm -hmm. something that you know is going to happen either. So there's no point in really worrying about it because you can't control it, and you don't know when it's going to come or if it's going to come. So for me, there's no point in really worrying about it mm -hmm. because you can't you don't really have any control over it. You summed up what everyone needs in their life to be successful <laughs> chill everyone just chill and be you and focus on yourself that's that's quite admirable not gonna lie that's hard get up at half past eight and eat some eggs you'll be fine oh, eggs, you're right <laughs> just just finally Ebony, where, what the rest of the season bristol city what's 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 the plan this season what's the aspiration I think obviously like we didn't have the best season last year and it wasn't the season we were hoping for. So for us, like as a team, we've just set a goal that we like we do a lot better than we did last season. And we've set like obviously individual goals within the team. And then I think for me, like I just want to push on, have try and myself have a better season than I had last season, try and score more goals and get more assists. And yeah, that's the main goal really. Yes. What, what's the what's the best kind of goal to score? Thirty yard screamer. Or taking it past the whole team, or or something else. I don't know. You know, I reckon it depends. Well, on... Chris, you're going to have to like give me some info. What what is that? Okay, you're so over here, and you just whacked okay. up your pro little tip. In fact, if in fact, in fact, Rihanna, maybe you should answer this question first, then before Ebony gets there. All right, then. Okay, so let's say we go to a socially distanced bar, uh, mm -hmm. and and there's a game on the telly, and we're all sitting down watching it. Which kind of goal is going to be more impressive? One from 30 yards out where someone's absolutely got the laces through it, all the power in the world, and it's nearly ripped the net out when it's gone in? Or is it one where you take it around the whole team, step over, send the defender one way, you, it just looks mesmerising to watch, uh, and then you dink it in the bottom corner? Chris, my mind just goes straight to Ebony's game. That's what she did, didn't you, Ebony? Number two, number three of them. I saw you and you whacked in. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with number two, Chris. That's my my opinion. And it's been Ebony. proven. So there we go. <laughs> Is that right, Ebony? Is that the best kind of goal? For me, it's kind of like a 30-yard screen. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you see your name in lights, but I think then for me, like in my position, I think I more, more often would score a goal kind of running through people, running out people, than a 30-yard screamer. So, yeah, for me, it's got to be that one. Is it is it hard to stay humble when you've just walked past the whole defence <laughs> and stuck it in the bottom corner? I mean, like, in the middle of a game, it's kind of like you just got to still focus on the game, like, because, what, you might have 30 minutes left, you might have 80 minutes left. So, I think, but then after, I do think, like, it's always a good feed-in to have done that, yeah. At my, at my five-a-side league on a Sunday, if I can walk around the whole team and stick it in, I'm letting the other team know every chance I get. He's <laughs> the boss round here. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. But, you know. <laughs> um, listen, Ebony, it's, it's been wonderful having you on this afternoon. It's just an insight into what goes on behind the scenes. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, nice meeting you. And yeah, now I've learned, you know, you might see me on TV soon. Have a kick. Come and host a training session for us, Ebony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness, I would embarrass myself. <laughs> no, listen, it's, it's been a dream. Thank you very much for your time. Cool. Thank Thanks, you. Andrew. Thank you. Bye. Bye.